Happy Sunday and welcome to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, here to provide you with your favorite way to start the week. Every Sunday, we explore new topics and dive into conversations that matter and some that truly do not. Tune in each week to smile, learn something new, and join your favorite brunch gang. Let's get into it. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride on a Desby sleigh, sleigh. Hey, it's Brunch with Desby. I'm so excited to be back with you every Sunday. <laughs> I'm. Why do I fucking say that every week? Honestly, now that I've referenced it multiple times, I am even more shockingly embarrassed that every week it comes out of my mouth. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. There probably are some weeks... I'm lying. So I need to stop saying that because maybe tonight could have been one of them. You know, I, I'm going to be honest. It's it's uh, 6.52. We're in the midst of potty training. I'm ready to already go to bed. I've been extremely tired and worn down. And the last thing I wanted to do today was film and record this podcast. I even kind of thought for a minute, honestly, I, I, in, <laughs> now I'm like exposing myself. I really was actually thinking about, I'm like, do I take a couple weeks off of my podcast. Like, okay, hear me out. Vulnerability time. I posted, I've been, I've had a few posts on Instagram the past uh, week or whatever, you know, and I'm going to be honest. They're the worst posts that I've had in years, like analytic wise, like not reaching a lot of people. No one's liking them, like whatever. And it caused me to spiral being like, why the fuck am I showing up? And it's one of those things that it goes like that a lot of times in life, right? Where we're doing something repeatedly, some would call that insanity, expecting a different outcome. And it makes you wonder, like, why am I doing this, right? Today is episode 199. Our next episode is 200 episodes. And I have only had one ad ever, right? It's one of those things like, why the fuck am I doing this? Why the fuck am I doing this? Like, I could spend three hours of my week doing other things, but instead I record and I edit this podcast and edit the YouTube. It's like, why am I doing it? You know? And like I said, full circle here, it goes like that a lot in life where we're, we're doing things, we're doing things and you got to keep showing up. And I've said it a lot of times and I'll continue to say it till I'm blue in the face. And I say it also to preach to myself, but if what you wanted was handed to you right now, would you be ready for it? Right. And I know for a fucking fact, I would not be with anything. You know what I mean? So anyways, it's one of those things that was just, it just was making me spiral tonight. Why am I here? Why do I spend time talking to myself in my fucking basement against my pink walls? Even though I have cute chairs, why am I doing this? What, what is, what am I doing? You know what I mean? So let me tell you, we have a lot going on in this life and parts of me is learning. (laughs) I'm learning how to not overshare. Um, and I laugh at that because I think oversharing is fine, especially because I'm a chronic oversharer. But there are things that when it's like, you know how they say that quote where it's like, work in silence, um, protect the energy of what people don't know or like something like that, right? It's like not everything has to be said out loud because the minute you say it out loud, other people try to fuck with it. And I'm not letting you guys fuck with this. So regardless, there. let me just tell you, there's a lot going on. And in 
hopefully I just got to get through the holidays. You know, holidays are crazy. We got four weeks for gains coming up. We got six weeks to slay coming up. We got regular, just regular, regular Christmas. We have Thanksgiving still. Don't forget that. We still got the good old Turkey day and black Fridays up the asshole. So there's just a lot going on that this is the busiest time of my year. While it's also the busiest time of your guys's year. So if you're listening to this episode today, or you're the people who still show up, still support my content, support DBFT, et cetera. I just want to say thank you because I do recognize that there's a lot of people needing to do other shit at this point in the year. And if you're choosing to spend your day with me, I just want to say, I see you. And I might not physically see you, but my heart sees you in my YouTube analytics, see you. So by the way, I did check our YouTube last, last month. We made $34 in 28 days, which is amazing. $34 just by you guys supporting the channel. And again, that just goes towards one 15th, not even one, like one 20th of producing this podcast, but it's okay because you know what? A dollar made is a dollar made, you know? So really excited for this week's episode. We're going to actually just be talking about navigating holiday season, talking a little bit about just like shooting the shit when life doesn't go your way, make a way type of vibes, right? But we have quite the array of stories this week to catch up on because I was just, I was left in shambles after this week's um, sporadic amount of tabloids and news. Some just gossip, others very just crazy, okay? So I wanted to start off with one that I am absolutely obsessed with. And this was because we covered this as a watch uh, quite a couple months ago. It's called Taking Care of Maya. So this was a story. You can watch it on Netflix to, still to this day. It's like probably actually was like top 10 a couple of days ago because of this story that dropped. And I'm just so fucking excited. So Taking Care of Maya, like very long story short, and I don't want to ruin it for you guys because I went into the Netflix documentary having no clue what this story was about. People were just like, oh my God, it's groundbreaking. It's shattering, like jaw dropping, whatever. So I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but this girl... Let's just say she went through hell and back in the healthcare system and had a lot of loss with it. That's all I'll say. I think it's a worth it documentary to watch, especially to show how fucked up hospitals can be, how fucked up law enforcement can be, how fucked up people in power can be. Like it stems out of these small stories that you can hear that it just makes you open your eyes to what the fuck else could be going on that we're all naive to, to looking at. Right. So anyways, family in the taking care of Maya documentary was awarded $261 million. A jury found that a Florida hospital, which had suspected child abuse was liable for charges, including medical negligence and false imprisonment in its treatments of Maya Kowalowski. I think it's Kowalowski in 2016. So the court documents issued Thursday show ordering $211 million in compensatory, compensatory, (laughs) compensated damages and 50 million in punitive damages for false imprisonment, battery, medical negligence, and other charges. Damages were awarded for the implication. Okay. I should not be reading tabloids this late at night of emotional distress on the daughter in question, Maya Kolowski and her mother, um, Beata Kolowski, who, anyways, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to ruin it for you. For the first time, I feel like I got justice, Maya Kolowski said, who's now 17. 
when she underwent this in 2016, so she would have been like early, like, was it maybe 10, 11, 12, 11, 12? I'm not that good with math off the cuff, but regardless, um, she had this really rare, rare syndrome that people were pretty much discounting and discrediting. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whatever she's lying. Um, and anyways, like she wasn't, so she's now resting nicely. Um, and, and also I don't think money can ever really fix everything. Like the amount of shit that she went through and will continue to harvest, like you can't buy away trauma, right? Like that still lives within you, but let's call it spade a spade. I don't think any of us would be bitching about $250 million. I mean, that is enough to quite literally create generational wealth in her future family and their future's family. Future family will never have to worry about money if it is taken care of correctly. Like that is asinine. That's crazy fucking money for a, a family from Florida to have, especially Florida. I feel like everything's just cheaper there. So anyways, very exciting in that court case. Highly encourage you guys to go watch Taking Care of Maya on Netflix such a beautiful documentary. And when we actually finished, so, so now I'm not ruining the story here. So at the end of the documentary, you will see that they went for their court hearing. Um, this was hopefully one that they would, you know, get a stamp of approval of justice and they didn't. So it said next court date is set for blah, blah, blah at the end of the Netflix documentary. So to know that we've now reached that is it's amazing. So good for her, a beautiful long life to live. I hope the best for all their family. So let's get into like the real news that I care about. Um, (laughs) Travis Swift, Taylor Kelsey, like the way it just rolls off my tongue, it just feels, it feels so right. You know, and I, and if it's, if it's not, wait, if it's wrong, I don't want to be right or something like that, whatever that, that's how I feel. So let's start off with this first headline that made way in the newspapers about probably 24 hours ago. Again, we record on Tuesdays. Gigi Hadid is over the moon for Taylor Swift as model clarifies her stance on Travis Kelsey. Someone made a post, I believe it was under an Instagram post. Okay, I think it was by, I think it was by a news outlet. And it said, let me actually see if I can pull this up. Oh, here we go. Perez Hilton, sorry. Perez Hilton posted, Gigi Hadid doesn't agree with the way Taylor Swift is handling Travis Kelsey romance. And then it says, wait, really? But isn't Gigi Hadid moving swiftly with Bradley Cooper too? Details in the link in my bio, you know, whatever. Gigi comments on it and says, I'm a couple late to the days late to this tag, but didn't the press try this last week with Selena? Let it be. We are all over the moon for our girl, period. She said fucking period. Shut the fuck up. So I also thought this was interesting because it very much gave an X on the Selena slander too. So we talked about this last episode where it's like, hey, you know, do you as a friend, do you have to text Selena and be like, hey, Selena, like, did you say this shit about me? You know, whatever. So that also, because they all went out to dinner, like I said, a few weeks ago, right? It was Brittany Mahomes, her, um, Gigi Hadid was there, Blake Lively was there, Selena Gomez, et cetera, a ton of other stars. And it was pretty, it's pretty obvious that they all probably talked about these articles because like, why wouldn't you add a girl's name, right? And so it's kind of crazy to just think that they all probably talked shit. And then Gigi was like, you know, stood up for it and basically was like, didn't you guys just try that with Selena? So it's so obvious that everyone is just over the moon for Taylor as we should be, as we should be. So Taylor performed last weekend now in Argentina, kicked off um, a new leg of her tour, which like, I don't know how she is doing it. Let's fast forward. She gets done with the concert 
on her private jet immediately in New York, touches down, you know, what, 10, 12 hours later, and then goes out that night. Like she's in her paparazzi era. Like I have feel like I've not seen her like this in ever, nonetheless, a very, very long time. She's been super to herself, which can we blame her? Like, look what people say about her when she's out. But I feel like right now she's really just winning. And it's amazing to see people come back like this in the spotlight, because for any of you guys that don't know the background of Taylor and just like how like she has come from just a ton of like just slander and defamation and just weird shit. Please go watch on Netflix, the Miss Americana documentary. This is, this was back in 2019. I think it came out maybe 2020. I think it was right before COVID. Um, so it might've been 2019 release and it's just such a good insight into her life. Um, and I really hope that she comes out with an updated documentary because I just think she's so good at like speaking. She's very articulate. She's very dorky and like normal, but Miss Americana is a good gateway drug to becoming a Swifty. Like it just gives you a different outlook. Her other documentaries include like being like reputation and that's on Netflix too. That's her reputation stadium tour. You can just get some behind the scenes of just her and the way she like lives and you know, whatever. So there's, I think there's one more documentary too. I couldn't say off the top of my tongue, but regardless, I don't know how she has time to do all of this because you can see how much she works and then she still goes out and like has a blast. So anyway, she gets home and, and then she goes out that night with even Gracie Abrams and like, she's out and about. I'm like, bitch, aren't you fucking tired? Like what the fuck? So anyways, it's nice to see her in the press. She's obviously thriving. Like her fall attire right now is also like adorable. I love her style. It's just, it's very like gossip girl. It's very like very Serena Vanderwoodson. Like it's, it's perfect right now. So anyways, back up to the concert. She goes on stage. We have Papa Swift there and we have Travis Kelsey there, which was like a shock. I, I didn't think he was going to make it to one of those concerts. Like, I'm sorry. Like you can love me all you want, but to, to be on the NFL, have to travel all the way to Argentina get back for like maybe a practice or whatever the fuck you got to do. I don't blame you for not coming. Like I want to make that very clear. Like love you, appreciate you. You don't need to come, you know? So anyways, he shows up. I feel like that is step one in in and of itself. I don't think any of her ex-boyfriends would have ever flown that long, especially with the type of job he has. It's physical labor and then enjoy your concert. So anyways, he was so present the whole time. He's like dancing. He's singing along. He's like making like, hearts to the fans. Like there's so many just great things about these clips that we see of him, but the real magic happens in the song karma. So in, in the song karma, she changed the lyrics to karma is the guy on the chiefs coming straight home to me. (laughs) She really sat there and said, fucking suck it. You know what I mean? Like that, that is that energy right there. The energy was giving, I'm getting dick down. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm getting controlled. Like I love that for her because like, let's be honest, her exes were like fucking twiggies. If you guys haven't looked up, just look up roster of Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriends. They're all like the size of my fucking pinky. So good for her. And the beautiful thing that I really loved is like seeing all the reactions from everyone, not only in the crowd, but even her dancers. So they're dancing, they're doing their like final thing or whatever. Mind you, karma's the last song. So it is like really, it's giving, giving, giving. And the vibes are high. 
And she says it in the way she says it, she also like chuckles, like, holy fuck, I can't believe I'm saying this. And all of her dancers' reactions, like literally they were like, oh my God. I mean, you could just see the shock uh, on their faces of just like, holy fuck, that is so public. You know what I mean? To be to be like seen with each other is one thing, but to put a fucking stamp on it on the era's tour, insanium. There was also another part where she said, cause you know, I love the players and you love the game. But she said, and you know, I love the players and like pointed at him. So there was a few different references of just like epic, like epic, like I L Y's, you know, I was, ah! I just get tingly thinking about it. Cause it's so cute. Like, don't you just love, love? Like I love, love. So anyways, fast forward, we get to the end. Um, so she gets, just gets done singing karma, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Life is great. She runs to or she's walking backstage and she's kind of like, you know, giving some waves to her fans. She looks forward. Travis is standing there waiting for her hands tucked behind his back like a gentleman. And she runs her lengthy ass, goofy fucking self over to him full embrace. And also like he's taller than her still. She has her Louis Vuitton boots on like, oh, it's just, it's so fucking picture perfect. He's smiling. She just kisses him so big. They're embracing. They start to walk away. Um, kisses again. Like it's so, it's literally one of the most beautiful pieces of video I've ever seen. Like it was, I'm just so passionate about it. I can't, I can't even express. So the one thing that I saw people saying were like, this makes me, this reminds me of Joe, uh, like miss him, you know, whatever. I don't give a fuck about Joe. Okay. Like at the end of the day, they're better off. Okay. Look, they're both slaying in their own ways. And if you don't know, Joe is one of her ex-boyfriends, which if you watch, the Miss Americana documentary, you will see a clip of her doing a similar thing with him back backstage, running up to him, embracing him. But all they did was hug. And then her, her arm was like around him. So we haven't seen her besides, I think two other times really get photos ever kissing a boyfriend. So this was huge. I want to make this very clear. This is huge for this, for the Swifties. Okay. So I'm excited for them. 100% going to get married. Um, she did just actually extend her tour to the end of 2024, like full ass end of 2024. So I'm going to see her. It will be less than a year from now. We're going to Indianapolis kind of like hoping Travis will be there. Cause I mean, that's not that far from Kansas city. Like it's not outrageous. So and like Indianapolis is like big, but also like low key. I don't know. We'll see. I don't really know what their schedule looks like though in November. Well, I guess they'd be doing similar to what they're doing now as football players. So regardless, um, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I can't even, I can't, I, I want to see a happy ending for her so badly. And I think we all do. And if you don't check yourself, you know, you're the problem. So it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. That was actually terrifying. Never let me do that again. Okay, the other thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly was, well, number one, two breakups. So there was a first thing people are saying that Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny might have split because there was a photo that Kendall posted and it said, what's meant for me will simply find me. She didn't add more context, but a lot of people, a lot of people just kind of jumped to conclusions thinking her and Bad Bunny broke up. We have not seen anything on um, keeping up with their Kardashians. Like even when I've been watching the show, I've not seen anything about bad bunny. Like they they've been private, private. And at this point they've been together for like over a year, maybe even almost a year and a half. So they've definitely been dating, but I'm kind of confused. So speaking of the Kardashians, we also have the new Kai drop. So Kai K H Y was Kylie Jenner's new, um, 
<laughs> her like 500th brand that she launched kind of more like fashion wear. Honestly, I'm kind of a fan. It's like, it's like above luxury or like it's above average, but below high luxury so far. doesn't mean she won't have some collections that cost more, but it's a little bit more, it's a little bit like less price than I thought for her creating like a big brand. So I like it. I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to see how it continues to go. People have gotten their orders so far and there doesn't seem to be as much backfire. Do you guys remember Kylie swim? (laughs) Don't even get me fucking started. If you guys remember my Kylie swim order from two fucking years ago, like, let me tell you, she went radio silent after that shit for real. And I don't blame her. She needed to just like cap that shit right then and there. So regardless, um, Kai is dropping. There was a new like puffer drop this past week. I didn't, I didn't get anything, but like, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Like just another brand to keep your eyes on, you know, whatever. So the other, uh, Jenner news or well, Kardashian news I wanted to talk about was this fucked up thing. So if you guys watch keeping up with Kardashians, you know, Chris Appleton. Okay. This is like the creme de la crop hairstylist of Kim Kardashian, right? Like ride or die. Well, Chris got engaged to Lucas Gage, which if you guys have watched this, the newest season of you, he is in it. He's the one that is like low-key gay, but he is the boyfriend of the rich girl. I don't remember names of you, but like he was in that. So regardless, if you guys can see what he looks like, that's what he looks like, whatever. You can look it up. So anyways, they got married and then Appleton. So, so this just happened on keeping up with Kardashian is the weird thing. So they just got married like literally this past week on the Kardashians, real life episode, brand new airing. They got married, correct? Appleton, who is the mastermind behind many of Kim Kardashian's famous looks, cited irreconcilable. Am I fucking brain dead today? Like what the fuck is going on? Irreconcilable differences in his court filing Monday enlisted the couple's separation date as Friday, according to documents attained. So what I'm trying to say is that they filed for divorce. And like I said, they just, they just got married on the Kardashians. So people were in the comments and they're like, when Kim Kardashian makes you stay married until the season airs, which like low key is true. Low key. I bet you there was documentation that they had to either stay quiet if something were to go wrong or whatever, because that that's showbiz, babe. Like, that's all I can say is that showbiz, babe. And I, I bet you that is a, a pure reason of why they were not able to share that information yet. That's like really what it comes down to. So they're getting a divorce, which is crazy. Just because again, like we all just saw them get married. So like, that was so weird. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it. I feel like there was one more story. Oh, fuck. Last story. Courtney King. And Chris Bumstead are having a fucking baby. And if you guys don't know them, go get educated, okay? Courtney King, Chris Bumstead, they are basically the Beckhams of bodybuilding. I I coined that. So if anyone takes it from me, you say, you got that from Des B, you fucking bitch. I said it first. They are the Beckhams of bodybuilding. They they are the pop star of, of a bikini and then the pop man of bodybuilding. So Courtney, if you guys didn't know, Courtney King was Miss Bikini Olympia. She was actually my biggest inspiration to want to even become a bikini pro. Like she, her body was insane. Since then, she has gone through a lot of body changes, including um, getting a breast implant removal, journeyed into like holistic nutrition, like all these really beautiful things. She's had a really cool story. So anyway, her and Chris Bumstead had been dating 
And not to bring up Courtney's past, but she dated Steve Cook for a very long time. And if you guys know Gymshark, you know Steve Cook. You also would have known Courtney King because she was with Gymshark for a very long time. Um, that's like the back end, okay? So like blah, blah, blah. They they separate. Um, that was also a shock to the fitness community. But then she gets with Chris and you're like, I get it, you know? So her and Chris are expecting their first baby next year. What a beautiful time. Like I just saw them both at the Olympia and she was only wearing like, oversized sweatshirts and bomber jackets. And I was like, yeah, I don't fucking blame her. It's cold in this place. It was like fucking, it was like Jack Frost took a shit in the Olympia, like convention center. It was crazy. So I didn't blame her. Didn't think twice. She looked amazing. And then boom, she drops this bombshell a few days ago and it's like her belly out. She looks so cute and they look so happy. And oh my God, imagine being Chris Bumstead and Courtney King's fucking child. That's crazy. So anyways, really happy for them. If you missed that news, cause maybe you're off Instagram or something like that. There's your news because she looks glowing. She is just so beautiful no matter what, but like her with a baby bump pff, can't be beat. Thank God you can't get pregnant twice. You know, she looks fantastic. So that is all of the news that we have in this sector. We have a, we also have a lot going on. We have a lot of black Friday shit and I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to bore you with that. When in doubt, code Desby at checkout. I'll just continue to say it every week. Guys, you know the deals. We got Buff Bunny coming up. Um, we have Paragon coming up. We have Petula still going on. We have Tula. We have You Beauty. Um, we have Paragon. Wait, I already said Paragon. Who am I missing? Story. Alani Nutrition. That was one I'm missing. Buff Bunny Collection. I think I missed them too. So we have a lot of different like doorbusters. We have a lot of different dates. I'm going to be honest. They're all in my Instagram highlight on my profile. Go to the Des B, go to my profile, look for the little circle that says Black Friday. I've kept everything very organized and up to date in little like slides. So that will help you a lot. But I just like, I'm so tired of saying my code. Like it's crazy. But the, but the funny thing is guys, like I still get messages. That's like, Hey Des, do you have a code for hydro jug? Like for real? I still get asked that. And like, that's why I put it on every slide because it's that one person who doesn't know I tag it and then they just go buy it. And then I don't get my $2, you know, that adds up. So I always say code does be a checkout. We do though, this coming week actually have our four weeks for gains program coming up, which is so exciting. If you guys haven't gone on my website yet, please, for the love of God, desbyfittraining.com. Please just go look at my new website. Okay. We spent a lot of money on this website. It looks so beautiful. I'm so proud of it. It's so interactive. It's so mature. It's so colorful. It's so timeless. I don't know. I'm just so proud of it. It looks, it kind of, it actually reflects like the luxury that I give at DBFT, right? Like, like the, the, the beauty and the hard work we put in behind DBFT, I feel like it's shown and actually represented on the website. Does that make sense? Like it just, it looks it looks as hard as the hard work we put into it. That's what I want to say. So make sure you go check out my website. But Four Weeks for Gains releases this Friday and Saturday only. So this is a 48-hour, $48 plan. That's it. This is yours to keep. I want to make that very clear. This is a plan that's yours to keep. If you don't want to participate in the mini challenge, by all means, just know you don't have to. But if you want to, we have like weekly giveaways. We have like weekly mini habits. That's kind of what goes with the giveaways. It's a big community. We all get to hang out. Like it's just, it's a fun time. So I think you guys are going to really like it. 48 hours, $48, yours to keep, plan to keep. 
all the good things. So very excited to have you guys a part of that. All pregnancy friendly, postpartum friendly, at home friendly, gym friendly. We put a lot of effort into our plans to make sure that you have no questions asked when you open it up and go to log one. So join us 48 hours, $48. That's it. Yee. Kind of scary, right? Ah, but it's only 48 bucks. So that is our Black Friday sale for DBFT, um, which this is our fourth year having four weeks for gains. So it's a really exciting time. Make sure you tell your friends. It's the one of the cheapest programs that we do all year, especially with the idea of a mini challenge, having the Facebook group, having the community, et cetera. And you do get a discount on our six-week challenge that releases January 31st, or I'm sorry, December 31st. Whew. That's a lot, right? It's a mouthful. So all very exciting and, and I'm pumped. I'm very pumped, especially to take you guys through this next kind of like style of training. It's awesome. Um, it's going to be really great. If you are someone who you're just looking for a BFIT membership, these are easy. There's $29. And if you use code brunch with Desby, you get $10 off your first month. But the beauty behind the membership is that every month you still get new workouts. So although we're doing four weeks for gains, that's a separate entity. Okay. If you're still a member or you want to be a member, just $29, you get your own workouts. December workouts are really cute too. We have Elfin Glutes, Santa's Back, Donner's Delts, Stocking Stuffer Circuit, circuit, and Pull, 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 Pull. Fuck, I don't remember the Pull one. Or like the, the other upper body day. Damn, I almost had them all. So we're going Christmas themed. It's super fun. So again, you have two different options for the holidays. Keep yourself accountable. $29, $48. $29 with the membership, with the monthly newsletter and stuff. The workouts are yours to keep as you are a member. But if you leave your membership, you don't get the workouts. So that's what's the, that is the difference between having a plan and being a member. The plan is yours to keep. One-time purchase, yours to keep. The membership is an ongoing, every single month you have new workouts, yours to utilize all the months that you're a member. Let me know if that makes sense. So before we get into the rest of the episode, let's go ahead, dive into an ad from BetterHelp. Then we'll get to our watches, get into our wellness corner, and then we'll end with a little bit of self-help. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I talk about BetterHelp a lot, seeing as that it's benefited me in the past two years. Some people think, you know, maybe, oh, things have to get really bad until you can go to therapy. You're like, I'm not depressed. Why do I need therapy? But really, therapy is a tool to where you're using it before things were to get worse and to avoid being at your lowest low. I don't know about you, but why the fuck would you want to get to your lowest low before you climb out to the to the top again, Right. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on your camera. You don't have to wear pants. You don't even have to put on pajamas. You could be naked wherever you're at and do a therapy session with your therapist. So for me personally, I like to put my AirPods in. I'll walk around my desk room. I'll go for a walk outside when it's nice out, whatever it may be. And that's what works for me. It is customizable and it is more affordable than most in-person therapy. Give it a try. See why over two million, million, trillion people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. And girls, don't forget to get on betterhelp.com slash Desby and put in that discount code. If you forget that, 
you do not get that 10% off your first month. And that is the deal with being a listener of Brunch with Desby. All right, you guys, um, big news. I am drinking poppy and I do need to have a sip right now. This is a brand new poppy. And yes, you heard me right. It's fucking poppy, not Olipop. <sighs> a few months ago, we tried poppy and it was that strawberry lemon. Oh, cherry limeade. I almost fucking gagged. No, like I did gag. I should say I almost barfed. It was so bad. So the girls in the group chat sent this last night and said, listen, it's one day delivery. You should go try. I was like, fuck, why not? You know, what, what could be, how bad could it be? It's cranberry fizz. Like I, I love cranberry personally, cranberry horror. Maybe it came from the few UTIs I had in high school. I had to chug cranberry juice, or at least I thought I did. Maybe that's my love of cranberry juice came from, you know, I feel like all girls can relate, but here we go. Cranberry fizz. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I cannot elaborate how fucking perfect this flavor is. I really, like, I really can't. I really can't. And I hate it because I wanted to hate it so bad. Fuck. Oh my God. That's so fucking good. And like the can's cute. I just, I hate it. I hate it. That's so fucking annoying. You know, when you just want to hate something or someone. And then they end up being super nice or they taste super good. That's where I'm at right now. Be merry. <laughs> so let's get into this week's watches because honestly, I'm not going to lie. I had quite a few. Number one, Golden Bachelor. Fuck you, Teresa. Fuck you, Teresa. I want to make that very fucking clear. It's so obvious we know Leslie wins now. Like there is no way Teresa fucking wins, bro. Like, I'm sorry. I said it last week. I'm sure she's a great girl. And I, I hate that I'm talking shit about a 60 plus year old woman, but Teresa, absolutely fucking not. You know, when they tell you count to three, that's what I had to do right there. Okay. Because Teresa gets me on that level. All right. So anyways, it was a shocking, shocking goodbye to faith. And then they bring her out in the women tell all, which by the way, was the most wholesome women tell all I've ever seen. And like the disrespect because they're so emotional. Oh my God. Gary was crying. She was crying. They were embracing in a way that like for real, I was like, are you guys going to kiss? Like, I'm so serious. It was so like, you could see the passion was still there. I thought she was going to win. I really did. It was quite shocking. So he said goodbye to her. And he has Teresa and Leslie left, which like, I like Leslie. I just kind of like thought she was a little bit, hmm. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be rude, but I just thought that she was a little too crazy for him. You know, like she had a little bit too much quirkiness to her that I was like, huh, just they're very, they would be very yin and yang. But I swear to God, if he picks Teresa, I'm fucking boycotting everything else. But I'm now curious who's going to be the golden bachelorette because part of me thinks it could be Sandra because she was funny as fuck. But then the other part of me thinks that it would be someone like Ellen or Faith or, um, fuck, what was her name? The one that left, the one that left, come on, give it to me, give it to me. 
The one that left because of her, because of her daughter. Shit. Peggy? Fuck. No, I don't remember. Anyways, could be her too because her like time got cut short. She's also stunning. So like it would be quite a show. So yeah, I will be continuing watching. But anyways, that's the finale was Thursday. So by this time, honestly, check on me if Teresa wins because I will, I will be throwing myself off something, whether it's a bed, a bridge. I don't know. But it's not going to be pretty, let me tell you that much. So the other thing that I watched this week was a really good show. I want to make sure that I'm saying it right. Really good show. Get Gotti. Okay, so we were going to watch this show called Escaping the Twin Flames. This is brand new on Netflix. Kind of has to do with like a cult style vibe. Um, but basically the, this like guy got a God complex and whatever. It looks really good. I want to watch it still. But Wyatt wasn't really into it the night that we wanted to watch it. So we settled on this show called Get Gotti. It's a three-part docu-series on Netflix all about, was his name John Gotti? Um, the like head boss mafia gangster in New York in the 80s. Holy fuck. It was kind of like Wolf of Wall Street vibes. Like just that like hard, like drugs, like sex, fucking mafia shit, illegal shit, whatever. And it was so crazy because it was re- real life. Like, I mean, so was Wolf of Wall Street, but you know what I'm saying? great like a lot of like photos I mean it was just so well documented and you have real you have other mobsters on there head boss people whatever talking about the shit that they did in like because of statutes of limitation whatever they're like saying all these crimes that they were a part of and like they can't get in trouble for it it's like who the fuck cares so oh my god like the amount of shit you could get away with back in the 80s Back in the 80s and below, crazy. But I feel like the 80s, we were starting to get into a little bit more technology while still not having the technology of like sharing everything. So we had you had like the fun digital cameras and like photos being able to document things, but without like the the T coming around to like only the pe- like only the people around you knew your shit, you know? And so I think that that's such a crazy way to think of like where we are today is like you like nothing is secure that we have nowadays not nothing is just really between you like someone knows something you know what I mean there's maybe only a few things that you have as personal secrets you know what I'm saying so it was just fascinating to see the 80s in New York City with these mobsters who were like glorified and people were like oh my god god you know I want a picture like and just the amount of money these people were fucking making, the, the amount of drugs they were dealing, um, which they shouldn't have been, the amount of the, the, the cold-blooded killing of just like, go fucking shoot them. And the way that these hitmen would just go fucking do it because they're part of the mob. I mean, insanity. It was such a good series. We have one more episode. We have the third episode to really end it. Um, so I don't know the story of John Gotti. Like I don't, I didn't know it to this depth. So it was a really good eye opener. But if you're looking for brownie points with your husband or your boyfriend or any guy in your life specifically, I feel like they would really like this. It'd be a good one to be like, Hey babe, we should put this on, you know? And they'd be like, really? Okay. You know, whatever. Really good. The other movie I watched finally got to watch was reptile. This was a movie on Netflix. It has, I don't know the other lead characters to be honest. Sorry, but Justin Timberlake is in it. And first off, I looked up his height and I'm very sad to say he is 5'11". And he has just always given 6'2 vibes to me. And that was that was kind of a letdown. 
because in this movie, he definitely looked a little aged, you know, and that's okay. We're all allowed to age as beautiful. It's just kind of crazy when you start to see like those people who you grew up, like looking so young, like start to age. It's like, oh my God, fuck, I'm aging too. Like, I mean, if anything, it's just like a reminder, but regardless, great movie. It was two hours long, kind of long movie for like a Netflix exclusive or whatever. And, um, it was good. It was a good crime, kept you on your toes without like scaring the shit out of you, but fantastic. So again, I feel like it's a really good grab your spouse type of movie and like say, Hey, we should watch this. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like I didn't think you'd be into this. And then you're able to get the brownie points of being like, yeah, I picked a good show. Didn't I, you know, a good movie. And they're like, yeah, love you. Uh, you want me to rub your feet? Not really. Maybe it doesn't go like go down like that in your house. <laughs> so regardless, those were two really good shows. And like I said, I really want to watch Escaping Twin Flames, but it just didn't get around to it. I did watch Cody Ko's new YouTube video. And I feel like I just always have to say that because one day when him and I meet and, or I meet Kelsey, you guys are going to be like, you know what? Des has talked about you forever. You know, oh. I'm so serious guys. I keep yawning. I think it's just like hitting me right now in this moment. And so if I just made you yawn, I'm sorry. It's taking a toll. It's taking a toll right now. It's 730. I like, I got to get going, you know? All right. A little bit of a wellness corner update. So I've had, I had a little bit of a skin freak out a few weeks ago and I'm just, I I'm, it really was a lot of hormones. Like for sure. I was about to start my period. Like there was a lot of things going on. So a lot of stress, you know, whatever. So I kind of took it up as that, but I'm so serious guys. When I tell you that my acne has gotten so much better from just like not taking in as much energy drinks, um, and not taking my greens as often, it doesn't, I want to make it so clear. Cause I always get the question, wait, so I shouldn't take greens. No, 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 no. It's just being aware of the overall like supplement lineup that you have. That's what I feel. I think greens are great for a lot of people. For me, I've just noticed it flares up my acne in this current like season of my life. And I'm not fucking with that. So like hard pass, you know what I mean? Doesn't mean that greens are bad. doesn't mean certain like formulas are bad or whatever. It's just for me personally right now, I can tell it's just something my body doesn't need. And I'll be very transparent. I don't get a ton of like greens in my diet. Like I could be a lot better. Let me tell you that. So I'm definitely working on trying to figure out, okay, if I'm not going to take a greens drink, how am I going to make sure I'm hitting these greens in my diet? I haven't gotten that far. I'm going to keep it really real with you guys. I've not gotten that far of making a better habit, so to speak. So I'm working on that part, okay? But other than that, I've actually introduced the water drench moisturizer from Peter Thomas Roth into my day routine here and there. I just like it because it's really lightweight and it's hydrating. And I feel like as we get into these like winter months, I need hydration, like my skin my skin can get probably a little bit on the drier side. I don't naturally have drier skin, but as seasons change, remember your skincare will need to change too. So when I get into summer, I know I'm sweating a lot. I'm typically having to supplement with a lot more like salicylic acid, a lot more BHAs, stuff like that to make sure that my skin is staying very clear. Excess sebum is being taken out because I'm sweating more. I'm more, um, I have more oil in my pores, et cetera. But then as we get into winter, I'm not sweating as often like throughout the day, et cetera. So my skin is going to change and my, my approach to that needs to change too. So if you're someone who lives in like different climates, like Michigan, but also even if you're in Florida or somewhere, you still have cooler parts in the months, parts of the year, I should say that you might need to adjust and that's totally fine. But 
it is important to make sure that your skin's staying very hydrated. So I've, I've added that in here and there, but my creme to the crop still to this day is taking a little bit of my maracuja um, oil from Drunk Elephant. Well, I'm sorry. It's my luxury marula oil. Marula oil. Sorry, Tarte has a maracuja oil for your face if you want it, but I use the marula oil from Drunk Elephant. I get the mini size. It's like 68 bucks, but it lasts forever. You only need like two drops. I put the dropper right at the top of my Beauty Sleep Moisturizer, which you guys know, my forever and always. Drop, drop, mix it up, put it on my face, lather me. Lather this all over my body. The last thing I will say for Wellness Corner is if you're looking for a good all over body like rich moisturizer, please, for the love of God, get the Tula all over body lotion, the take care lotion. Holy fuck. This stuff is so thick, thick as hell. And it, it goes so good on your body. Oh my God. I swear to God, it hydrates you. It keeps locks that moisture in for like fucking ever, like a whole 24 hours until you reapply. You're like, oh my God, I didn't even need anything on my legs or like my arms or whatever. It's super good, especially for tattoos. It's very good at hydrating. So that'd probably be my wellness corner makeup wise too. I wanted to really badly get the new dibs glow tour stuff. I love dibs. You guys know, I love dibs. I've used them for since I came, came out, but I was like, do I need it? Right? Like, do I need it? And the answer was no. So here's a reminder too that like, you don't need everything. You know, I, it's so easy to get sucked into what everyone else has or what maybe I'm even promoting. And listen, I get it. It's my job. I'm a, I I am, I am marketing. Okay. Like for a lot of companies, the way I get paid, right. I market for them. It doesn't mean what I'm saying is false, but it means that by speaking about them, I work for them. Right. And you guys know me, I stand by what I believe and what I don't. If it's a piece of shit product, I'm going to tell you guys, skip this launch or I don't like this or whatever it might be. But I do my due diligence of just sharing the good word, the gospel of the companies that I enjoy working with and I'm grateful to work with. So regardless, if I'm pushing it or you're seeing it or we're seeing it over and over again on a certain like platform, specifically TikTok, no offense, I'm just seeing a lot of videos pop up about like the, I, I hate the word de-influencing because I think it's so fucking stupid because by saying, oh, I'm de-influencing you, most people are influencing you to buy something else. Like the fucking brain dead cells that most of us have out here. We're like, oh yeah, she's de-influencing. Oh, well look at this cheaper dupe that she's sharing with us. She's still making money off of you. Fucking stop buying into that bullshit. It kills me. Oh, we're de-influencing while simultaneously trying to earn your trust by being performative to where when I finally have something that I'm here to share with you for you to buy, you're going to trust me because you like my opinion, you like my morals, and you like my values. So you're still going to pay me money instead of someone else. That's exactly what it fucking is. It's a virality tactic people are using. Today, I'm going to de-influence you because whatever. It's crazy. Now, I'm not, I'm, I know I'm telling you guys this in a way of just coming at you like real, like, hey, you don't need it. But I'm also saying, hey, like I get what I do. If you choose to purchase, that's great. But don't get wrapped up in the idea that you need everything. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not saying don't buy, don't buy, be ethical, be whatever. You know what? Sometimes I want cheap clothes, okay? Sometimes I want to make an order from fucking Fashion Nova or Princess Polly. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They're fast fashion. They're also 
fastly affordable. And that's what I'm looking for right now. So get your fast fashion, get your fucking Amazon. I, I genuinely don't give a fuck where you order from because everything we do is bad. Like, it's just like people being like, don't eat that. Don't drink that. Don't eat that. Okay. We're going to die anyway. So if I want to have a fucking McChicken here and there, knowing that my chicken probably isn't real chicken, I just don't give a shit anymore. Like I really don't. It's, I'm so tired of these like polarizing issues. Just live, dude. Oh my God. Like you're going to spend your whole fucking life up your own ass so much about red dye 42. You're going to be 42 fucking years old and then you're going to have a heart attack and die anyway. I'm not speaking that. I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean to be, (laughs) I'm not speaking a hex. I'm just making a point. It's like, you can do all the right things. You're still going to go when it's your time to go. That's how I believe it. So it's like, if I want to enjoy this, if I want to enjoy this, if I want to have my nutritional intake, knowing what good food does for you, because it's fucking science, but also enjoy science made food because I love erythritol and I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go ahead and have it all. So don't, just don't get stressed over this holiday season, whether it's purchasing something, whether it's buying something, whether it's cooking with certain things, whatever. If your lifestyle needs you to focus on a different form of budgeting or a different form of food intake based off of what your body needs, based off of, you know, you have type one diabetes or you have polyvaric ovarian cyst, you know, whatever, like do what you need to do. I'm definitely not shitting on what certain people need to like make a priority in their life. But for the people who just choose to bandwagon hop on what the next thing to cancel is, you're exhausting. And you're gonna have a very exhausting life trying to figure out what to eat this week and then what to not eat next week. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's crazy. So don't stress about it. Just do what you need to do this holiday season. If you wanna use my code, go for it. And then if you don't, don't. Okay. We're all going to live. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great holiday season. Ho, ho, fucking ho, ho. (laughs) So anyways, with that being said, woo, has anyone had some crazy shit happen in their life lately? You can answer. You can say yes, no, and maybe so. Well, I know I have, you know, and I think like when you come across, what's it, what's that quote? There's some quote that's like, the magic happens in the the things that you don't want to do or like the magic happens in the in the discomfort of like a new season you know whatever like the quote rings right but the idea is that in some seasons of our life we're going to come across a what the fuck situation a wtfs okay shall we call it and we're going to wonder how am i going to do this we're going to wonder what is blank going to think of this? We're going to wonder, am I going to be okay? (laughs) And then all of these different things, right? We're going to, we're going to go through that WTFS and go through all these different scenarios of what, why, what, where, when, how. Okay. And I feel like we often see this happen when it comes to the end of the year, because our, our eyes are a little bit more open to it. Our eyes are a little bit more, you know, on edge of, okay, what's that last thing that's going to just fuck me up for the year? When it rains, it pours, right? I've always said it. When it when it rains, you let it pour, right? Because you choose to focus on the rain. All of a sudden, you're seeing it pouring. Are you are you following? So it these big crazy WTFs t- tends to happen at the end of the year 
where I feel like a lot of us are, you know, we're all ignited like, oh, new year coming up, new year, new me, which, you know, <laughs> there is something true about a new year, okay? However, again, we're, we're on edge waiting for this last final straw of 2023 to just be like, fuck 2023, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's kind of where I'm at, right? I've been on edge, I've been stressed, we're making a lot of like life changes, a lot of changes in just like back end stuff and in different shit, you know? And it's one of those things where you also start to reflect on the past year. Where have I grown? Where do I need to grow? If I'm looking forward into 2024, what do I need to do? Who do I need to be? Who do I want to be? Maybe not even need, who do I want to be? But also if you're in a position of authority or you're trying to get a promotion or you're trying to level up in your job, then maybe that question of who do I need to be is very important because you need to know for a specific role or a specific dream, what kind of person do you need to be for that? And I don't think that's a bad question because as much as we want to be like, I'm me, I am me. Don't ask me to be someone else. It's like, you know what? Yeah. (laughs) If the CEO of a fortune 500 company asked me to morph into someone else for a $20,000 salary increase, I'm going to go ahead and morph into someone else. You know what I mean? (laughs) So let's not lie. Okay. Call a spade a spade. However, um, when we're going into a new year, we, we tend to start reflecting. Then all of a sudden we're kind of get getting this like last pile of shit, just like handed on to us to where it's, it's the, the last pile where you're like, you just want to wipe your hands clean. You're stressed. You want to declutter. So end of the year comes, we're seeing these things happen. Shit starts happening and it makes us want to rush into January for whatever fucking reason. Right? Like, and it, isn't it silly? It's like, it's kind of like when they told us during COVID, like, okay, You have to be in your house at like 9 p.m. or whatever the fucking weird ass like laws were at the time. It's like, okay, so does COVID just like take a nap, right? (laughs) Does COVID just like take the weekends off? Or, you know, when we step inside Walmart, COVID goes away, but we go outside and it's there. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, do we think we're just going to wake up January 1st and like our problems aren't there? I mean, trust me, if that's the mentality you guys get into, hats off. I wish, I wish I could go into a new year, just true blank slate. They'd be like, what happened last year? I'd be like, I don't know. What year was it? I don't know. You want to tell us, you know, maybe something that you grew through? I don't know. Like, I, it, trust me, if I could have amnesia every single year, okay, maybe I wouldn't now that I have kids because I like want to remember the memories. But like overall, ask me that before kids. Do you want to have amnesia of the previous year? I'd be like, sure. Blank slate, baby. Like no expectations. You know, we are starting at the bottom every year. I'm down for it. You have to let me know below. If you could, would you... Again, family memories, kid memories, et cetera. Put that aside for a second. Let's just pretend that doesn't matter. Would you erase your previous year? If you could truly start fresh on January 1st, would you? For a full year, fresh slate, new year amnesia, would you? Let me know. Um, So anyways, we're heading into a new year. It doesn't just go blank January 1st. So I don't know why we try to rush these last few months. Like, trust me, I'm in the same boat, right? Like it comes to a certain point and I'm like, I'm like, okay, it'd be really nice to just hurry up into next year so I can start fresh and just like keep, you know, regoing. It's like, okay, so like, what are you going to do in between then? Just wish it away. You know, like so much growth and so much necessary discomfort could come in these couple months that we have to live through in order to grow through. And I think that's kind of like where I'm at right now is like, I'm like super uncomfortable, like it's hot and cold. And I think we can all agree, right? We have some days where we're feeling pretty good. We're like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Like I'm, I'm where I need to be. Other days it's easier said than done. 
to say that, right? So we're, we're, we're in this spot of discomfort. At least I know I am, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm super uncomfy, uncomfy right now. I, I feel really good some days. I feel really bad some days. I'm indifferent some days, but it's, it's a really weird part of life that I'm in right now where I'm just like, where, and here's the thing. It's not what, what circumstances need to change. It's not what's in front of me that needs to change. It's how do I need to change up here? What perspective needs to change? What expectations need to change? What outlook needs to change? What's a different glimpse of gratitude that needs to change, right? And I think, and again, I'm speaking to the choir. This is what I need to continue to hone in on and work on, but it's like, wherever we're at right now, isn't always the worst spot. It's how we're viewing where we're at. And so right now I'm talking to you guys. I'm super uncomfy. I'm super this. If I be real with myself and I zoom out and I still look at what I do and I look at that girl who I used to be even seven years ago, I can tell myself to shut the fuck up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Now, does that mean we are still, that we're not allowed to be uncomfortable in our circumstance? Absolutely not. We are allowed to acknowledge those feelings. We are allowed to feel those feelings and we're allowed to share those feelings. But in order for us to control then how we continue to walk through life and the energy that we continue to exude through life, we have to decide how we want to embark on the rest of the journey ahead of us, right? Are we going to sink into our hell hole are we going to sit in the suck too long? Are we going to sit here? We're going to be a crybaby bitch about it. You know, like in, in there, that's the exact thing is here we, here we go. We're going to have a bad day. We're going to have a bad day or we're going to have a, a bad, you know, whatever job performance review, whatever you want to like chalk it up to, right? Bad mom day. We wake up the next day and we keep fucking going because we don't have a choice. So I'm not going to sit here and say, we're not allowed to have hard days. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you're not allowed to be uncomfortable or you're not allowed to want to, you know, fast forward to a situation or a season of your life. But what are you going to keep doing? You're going to keep showing the fuck up. Even on the hard days, even on the days that you don't want to, even on the days you don't want to record a podcast or listen to me talk, <laughs> you're still going to do it. <laughs> Just kidding. But it's those things it's like you can think about it like work. Oh, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I never want to go to work. But what do you do? Go to fucking work because you have to, right? And it's the same relative thing of whatever you're going through in life, being a stay-at-home mom. Maybe you work from home. Maybe you have a remote job. Um, maybe you have to go to an office. Maybe you have a hybrid. You know, whatever it is, you go, right? You can bitch about it. Maybe you could take a day off. You could get some PTO. And again, I, I always ring true, sit in the suck, right? We're allowed to sit in the suck. We're allowed to have that moment, that day, that hour, and just go, you know what? I'm going to let it fucking suck for a minute, but you've got to keep going because if you don't keep going, there's plenty of other people that will. So on those days that you need motivation to keep showing up and like, oh, but like, I want to be I want to be my version of my best self, whatever. It's like, okay, then fucking do it. Because each day that you don't, someone else is putting in the work to do it. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just been a hard season. Like it's been the best season, 
while having its hard days. And I think we can all relate. You know, we start to just, like I said, we get in the end of the year, a lot of stress, a lot of holiday motions, a lot of go here, go here, a lot of appointments, a lot of, you know, kids stuff, a lot of right now, like I said, we got, we got potty training. We're, we're doing sleep schedules. We're, you know, all this shit, it just feels, it makes it feel exacerbated when we get around the holiday season. Cause it then feels just extremely overstimulating and overwhelming of like, you know, this sale, this sale, this sale, this sale, buy this, get gifts for her, white elephant gift. This was like, us as just consumers of all sorts of content, we're getting blasted everywhere where even if it's a situation or like it's a, a thing that we see that's not our problem, like, oh, like that doesn't pertain to me at all. It's still like the mental load of knowing what's going on, right? Like knowing the sale, knowing whatever. And it's just like wears on you, you know, like I see all, and, and this includes myself. I'm like, I see all this stuff I'm posting and sharing because it's my responsibility. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> fuck, like I want to log out on myself. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck this bitch, you know? So just a reminder, it is, you know, tis the season to hate life and that's okay. (laughs) Normalize hating your life. You know what I mean? Like we're good. (laughs) Get pushed down seven times, stand up eight. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting pushed down for the eighth time and I don't want to get up for the ninth time. So stay tuned for more motivational talks (laughs) during this holiday season And stay tuned for something special coming December 2nd. I can't tell you guys any more than that. But December 2nd, we have a special, special announcement. And you guys are going to love it. (laughs) So I'll leave you with that. Happy Sunday. I'm so excited. And if you watch to the end, guess what? You get that special announcement and no one else does. I hope you have a beautiful day. Make sure you guys rate, review, subscribe. If you watch on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. If you're not a YouTube watcher, please just go to the fucking YouTube Watch it for like 30 seconds to a minute. Give it a thumbs up. Give it the view and fucking peace out. I don't care. Just leave a comment or something like that. And then let me know too. What should we do for episode 200? I feel like, does it have to be special? Should Wyatt be on it? I don't know. You guys let me know. Okay. Happy Sunday. Love you. Stay safe. Stay badass. (laughs) Stay cool. Stay you. Love you. That's all for this episode of Brunch with Des B. I hope you enjoyed hanging out, laughing, or maybe even crying with me today because let's be honest, you never know what you'll get here. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, share with your family and friends, or even just to social media and tag me in it so I can share. Love you guys.